0: Welcome to another installment of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm so thankful to everyone who listens, whether you've been with me for five episodes, all 295, or if this is your first time. The show is widely available. nHTE.net is the show website. By the way, Podcoin is no longer, I had talked about that app a number of times on this show, and unfortunately it went away recently, but Between NHTE.net, some of the podcast listening platforms linked to there, and many others, you can hear now hear this entertainment through a wide variety of sources. We are up to 148 countries now around the world where the show has gotten listeners from. Amazing. Oh, and do be sure you're signed up to get the e newsletter. I only send to your inbox once a week just to let you know that a new episode has come out. So, Put your email address into the sign-up box at nhte.net. Just like last week, today I am joined again by someone who is making a return appearance to Now Hear This Entertainment. And wow, has she really built tremendous momentum since she was on the show back on episode 154 in January 2017. She's checking in from Los Angeles. She's a singer who reached the top of the New Music Weekly radio charts this past spring. And she was their AC, Hot AC Breakthrough Artist of 2019. Last month, she traveled to Music City to headline the Nashville Sync Summit. Her newest music video garnered over 49,000 views in the first two and a half months. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled, Anything That Reminds Me of You. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Eileen Carey.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for making time to do this. I know this has been a busy time for you.
1: Yeah, but it's all fun. I just love it. I like to be busy, no problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great attitude. I love it. Let's start first by having you tell the listeners about the song of yours that we were just playing called Anything That Reminds Me of You.
1: Uh, that's a cute song. Well, we, we want to keep it cute. And, and um, it's about relationships. You know, sometimes we all end up in a relationship that's. Uh, This doesn't work out, so we have to clean house a little bit and then move on. So basically that's all about, but it's all done in fun.
0: Now you said we, so I take it that you co-wrote that with someone else?
1: Uh, Yes, I did. Um, um, Amy Daly is her name. Um, Actually, she wrote the song. This is a song that she wrote. I did not write this one, Um, but I did... uh, Uh, redo it, and and I put it out there, and it's all about, basically, when I say we, I'm talking about either both relationships, either a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, you know, because we all end up sometimes in the same situation, you know, and uh, we just have to clean house a little.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations on what has been a great 2019. I mentioned you're having been at the top of New Music Weekly's radio charts this past spring. And as I mentioned, you were their AC, Hot AC Breakthrough Artist of 2019. Eileen, since we have listeners who are up and coming performers, I'm curious as to how someone gets that honor, meaning the Breakthrough Artist of 2019. Do you submit for that? Do they just choose it independently? Did you even know you were in the running? How does all that work?
1: Well, first of all, you have to be on their charts, you know, and it has to, it depends on how the song's doing, you know, and how it uh, averages out week from week. But what they do is, you know, you, your fans, you know, they'll they'll go on their New Music Weekly charts, and they'll say we're nominating these artists for such and such category, or, or it's a producer, or it's a um, radio person, and your fans have to nominate you. You have to go out there, and everybody votes for that. And then once you're nominated then your fans come along and they vote for you to be either that, either um female country artist or you know, whatever category you're in. So that kind of works. It's all a fan based thing. It's um so that's the great part about it. It's all about the fans voting you in as a nominee and also voting you as a winner. And it's a great honor because it's coming from your fans and you know that you're connecting, you know, when you put that song out, you know, they're getting a connection with you. So it's pretty cool.
0: Now, what is the dialogue like between New Music Weekly and yourself during it? Do they contact you and say, just so you know, you've been nominated for this, and then along the way do they say, this is when we'll decide, and obviously you get some kind of notification that you won? How, how does all that work?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll tell you that we're, uh, it's, it's time for the New Music Weekly Awards, and they'll send you a link and everything to nominate um, your artist or whoever. And we'll do that, and then after that's all done, and if you became a nominee, then they will um, notify you about that and tell you you know, where your fans can go to vote and um, hopefully get you a spot in the winning circle there.
0: <laughs> and understand that when I ask you this next question, it's for the same reason. Because there are people who listen to my interviews because they want to learn from the guests, I wonder, mm-hmm. is that particular honor becoming breakthrough artist of the year is something that it's just the prestige of being able to say it or do you win any kind of prizes
1: no it's just the honor of of, uh having that title um it's you know that that was a great one because i'm crossing over to from country to pop music to adult contemporary top 40 so the music is, is expanding. You know, you're getting fans from not only the country music scene but also the pop and top forty and you know, all contemporary. So it's it's pretty exciting when you can spread your music to other genres. You know.
0: Absolutely, and I ask that because anyone who's listening, who's an up and coming artist, I don't want you to resist submitting yourself for a potential award if there's no cash, if there's no gear, if there's no physical prizes in it, because it's still going to carry a lot of weight. And obviously, Eileen, you just said that it's a big honor, and it means a lot to you because it was voted on by the fans.
1: Right, right. And it's voted by different types of fans, from different genres. And that's amazing that your song can connect that many ways, you know?
0: Well, sure, because when you start to cross over, you yourself have a vision for it, but you don't know how the listeners are going to react. And something like that shows you, okay, they are willing to accept this crossover that I'm trying to do.
1: Right. It all, always guides me, you know, oh, I'm doing something right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, it's, you know and, and, and it just kind of shows me I'm going in the correct direction, you know. And uh, besides being honored, I mean, that's pretty, pretty good, you know, pretty good in itself.
0: Yeah, I imagine that has to be really difficult to make the decision internally that I want to try to do something that's more crossover and not just directly into one genre and putting all this time and all this thought into it. But then sitting back and saying, well, I've done everything I can. Now I do have to kind of bite my nails and see, are people going to accept that and support it and enjoy it?
1: Oh yes. It's always scary in the beginning. <laughs> you know, you take, you take it a chance, you know, but that's with life in general, you know, you're, you're trying to make that move and see what the outcome is. And sometimes it's not as good. Then, you know, well, if that's, I don't belong there, you know, I, I gotta go, maybe I'll belong in folk instead, you know, you don't know until you try. And um, I'm always willing to try it. And if I get a yes, that's fantastic. But if I, if I get a no, then I know it's, I got to go another direction. But I don't give up, though, never.
0: (laughs) Well, and I'm reading between the lines there because it sounds like you're subliminally giving out some advice that, listen, if somebody, if an artist who's listening wants to try that, do it with one song first. Don't go and record a whole EP or a whole album and then find out that your fans are used to hearing you in one category and they're not ready for this other one because now you've just invested a lot of time and a lot of money into something that people are not going to embrace.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? When I first started off with radio, I started off with the college stations first, you know, because college is pretty cool because they have all kinds of genres and, uh, and you'll find your avenue. And then I kind of test it out with one song and uh, see where it goes. And then I move up the radio, you know, to medium radio. And then, you know, you go up the higher uh, slots of radio and you test it out that way. You see where your audience is landing.
0: Wow. Wow. And, that's uh, interesting.
1: And And it works, you know, it's just... I mean, you can't go wrong with college radio because you have all kinds of mixtures, you know, going mm-hmm. throughout the whole United States and it's and it's great. So, I you know, I suggest all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but you do only try one song. You don't go and record the whole thing and because you don't know where it's going to land.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I also mentioned in the intro that last month you headlined the Nashville Sync Summit. And listeners, that's S Y N C. That event has gone on for six years now, and it connects music makers, owners, the people that use music and ads at brands, film, TV, game apps, the internet, all over the world. So, Eileen, I have lots of questions about your having performed at that event. For example, how did you get the opportunity? How cool was it to play at BB King's for the event? And then lastly, is that a case of your, quote-unquote, just there to perform, or is it also, well, I'm also hoping that they'll hear my music and want to use it in film, TV, ads, games, whatever?
1: Well, all above. <laughs> <laughs> um The first one, um, I knew uh, Mark Fraser is the one who puts these events on. and I have known him for quite a while, and uh, he happened to be out in L.A., and he says, you want to, um, you know, come to this event, And you know, because I was really starting to get into placements for film and TV and sync and, you know, and all that stuff. And uh, so... I went to his event uh, without performing, you know, just the first time. And it was really interesting. You across the board, there's so much to learn, you know, especially, you know, sometimes us creative artists, we get into the mode of creating, forget there's another, there's a business side. And, uh, and then we have our product and then we don't know what to do with it. You know, (laughs) we don't know which avenue to go to. And it's a a greater learning experience. And question number two, it was, it's, um, it was great. always great performing at BB Kings. This is just a fun little cool um, vibe going on there. But getting to the sync it, it was great to do a showcase there and, and and it's all about networking. Either you're meeting a producer or you're meeting um uh, royalty collectors or different sync agents to to place your music in um, TV or a commercial. But there's so much there um, that's all useful. Where you can find the direction to put your place your music, and I mean, you know, now we got like you know Netflix and and Amazon and, mm. and you can name it all the cables and how much how much projects are going out on, on those things and and how much they need music and all types of music. So it's, it's it was a great it's a great learning experience and it's a great guide, you know. So I, I suggest anybody just to go to the event even if they're not performing
0: well it sounds like it because like you said you knew him and he invited you to come and so you got to go and just observe and then lo and behold it translated into actually performing at it so obviously right right it was very worth your time to have been there
1: right it it is i mean because you each event you get something out of it you know i did Nashville a couple times and and you always meet i mean even if you're in la and you think the same people are going to show up in Nashville, it's totally different um and then And then he does it in New York and he does it in uh japan and and wow. each place he goes to there's totally different people who are working in the industry, you know wow. so it's nice, especially with me, because i I'm crossover, so it's nice to go to national and and be introduced to those supervisors and 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 producers and et cetera and the same thing in l a there's two different scenes going on there so
0: Yeah, and listeners, if you didn't hear it, go back two weeks ago to episode 293 and listen to my interview with Don Miggs. He has had lots and lots of song placements of all places on the Food Network. So Eileen is exactly right when she says that in this day and age of Netflix and Amazon Originals and all these places that need music, you can't just be focused, as I said with Don Miggs, on the four major network TV outlets which is abc cbs nbc and fox but eileen you bring up a good point because it sounds a lot like the nam show there's the winter nam show in anaheim in january and the summer nam show in nashville And I wonder, to that point, I've discussed this with a couple other guests, when you were on stage at BB King's last month performing at the Sync Summit, because you do know that, hey, if I impress the right people here, my music could get some placements, does it make you more nervous being on stage knowing that that's who you're performing in front of?
1: Mm, no. <laughs> I think I think every time, it doesn't matter where I'm performing, if I'm performing for two people or if I'm performing for 500 people, I, I just, you know, I go in there and just try, try to give my 100% in there, no matter who they are. Um, I think when you're performing, you're, you never know. One thing I've learned coming from Nashville when I was starting out, that you never know who's in the audience. Because people just don't stand up and say, or put a label on their, on their T-shirt and say, this is where I'm from, you know, or this is what company I work for. Just never know who's in the audience. So you should always be prepared and put your 110% in there and give them everything you got. Because you just don't know who's there and... That's the way I was taught. So I like it. I like it. So again, it. so it doesn't matter, you know. And that's the way you should be anyways, you know, when you're performing out there in front of an audience, it's you gotta you're giving your fans they're coming there for a reason. They're coming to see you. So give it give everything you got back to them.
0: Yep, one hundred percent every time because you don't know who's gonna be there, so you might as well give your best show every time.
1: Yeah, and some days it's good and some days, you know. I mean some days there might be somebody there and maybe they're not, but but you connected with a new fan, so that's just as important.
0: You yeah, know? and the day that you decide that you're going to give eighty-five percent instead of a hundred percent, that's when there is going to be somebody there who's going to say, "Well, this person didn't really seem like they were really all into their show," so and they're going to pass and go on to someone else.
1: Absolutely, and, uh, <laughs> we've all done that. You know, <laughs> I know I have. I'm guilty. <laughs>
0: Now, do I understand that you were also doing some recording while you were in Nashville last month? And, and if so, what were you doing? Recording singles? Do you have uh, new releases coming up, an EP, an album? Or, or am I wrong and you weren't recording?
1: No, I wasn't recording. I just recorded new, uh, three songs um, when I got there. Actually, I used to do albums, and I decided in the middle of last year that I'm just going to be doing singles only. Um, and it's because... People used to buy full albums, but they don't do that anymore. <laughs> and, it ta- and it takes you a long time to produce that album. And unless you're on tour all the time uh, promoting that album, it doesn't sell very well online anymore because they're mm. just going after that one song that they really like. So there's, all, um, there's always a bunch of ups and downs with recording a new album. I was listening to an interview with Sheryl Crow. She was just on a couple of weeks ago, and she this is her last full album she's making, and after this, she's going to start shooting out singles, because it's a long it's a long project. It takes sometimes a year, sometimes three years to produce that, you know, mm. and nobody's buying the full album anymore, so it's all, everything's changed, you know, it's all digital, but I am recording. I have a, a, a song's being mixed right now, and the new single should be coming out the end of October. Wow. And then we're just going to keep on shooting singles off and and um, writing and writing and um, keep going forward that way.
0: Well, funny enough, you read my mind because I was going to say, do you know when one or more of those singles might be released? And I thought, well, don't ask her that because she's going to say, Bruce, I just recorded them. Give, give it a little <laughs> time to breathe. We got to do the work. And here you are saying, well, the first one should be up by the end of October. Yeah,
1: well, we already had all the other instrumental stuff. I just wanted to re record the vocals over again uh, one more time, you know.
0: Okay, okay. Everything else was in place. But uh
1: yeah, I know. That kinda of sounds wow, you're really fast I leave. yeah <laughs> No. <Awesome>. I wish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listeners, I left out of the intro some big names that Eileen has opened for. Before I rattle off that list, though, shame on me. Every week I sit here and I tell you about all the Tascam gear that I use, and I recommend equipment that they have that you can use as an independent artist doing your own recordings, demos, singles, EPs, recording your live shows, etc. But I never tell you about this great acoustic control filter of theirs that I use around my microphone. It's the TM-AR1. I suggest you get online and look at it because when I say around my microphone, you're going to picture a windscreen or pop filter, but this is more like a portable vocal booth, except it's really compact, so don't picture something all the way down to the floor. This is maybe one foot high, but it's hinged, so there are two panels alongside that fold in, and it's all padded with foam inside, so I truly block out noise so that my voice is isolated. You need this if you're singing or doing voice work. Check out all their solutions, including this acoustic control filter, the T-M-A-R-1, at That's Tascam.com. That's T A S C A M.com. So, Eileen, you've opened up for the Grassroots, Don McLean, Wilson Phillips, the list goes on. I was going to use that to lead into a different question, but those deserve to be spotlighted, too, and not just glossed over. Just tell the listeners a bit about those performances. Were they all in California? What were the venues and the crowds like? Did you actually get to visit with any of those headliners at all?
1: Yeah, they were all in California. Two of them were at the Rose over here in Pasadena, and then one was in Beverly Hills. Tom McLean was in Beverly Hills. Um, each one is interesting. You know, they're they're all fantastic performers and, and, and writers and singers. Um, and each performance, it's nice. I like to sit back, you know first of all it's an honor to open up for all of them but second it's really really nice to sit back and watch them perform and, and and listen to their songwriting because there's so much stuff that you can learn from each one of these individuals and uh and i find myself learning so much from them i mean you know don McLean is a great writer you know you he's had you know American po- he had so many hits and so many singles and they're still using it on commercials and it's and he's just a nice guy. Um grassroots we had a lot of fun with them. And just really down to earth. They're out there turning and having a good time and and the and the Wilson Phillips girls, well they live in California. It's very interesting, you know. Um they're just the harmonies were great. I mean, there's everybody's, I it's it's just all exciting, you know. You get to open up for them, but you get to learn a lot from them too. I love so, it. I love it. Um it's it and the crowds were good, you know. We each place the venue was full. Um, you know, these venues they probably hold five hundred more. Wow. Um probably close to five hundred. Wow. And they were all full and and but it was just a each night was a special night because each artist was a special gift to you know, to be able to open up for.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Well the question I was going to ask you was you talked about performing in Nashville last month. We just heard you talk about the opener slots that you had and now Your song that we're going to talk about later, that we're going to play at the end of this episode, is in front of Grammy voters. As much as an artist always has to just keep moving forward and pushing himself or herself onto whatever opportunity they can get next, is this just a breakthrough year for you where you are able to stop and say, wow, look at where I am?
1: I know. Sometimes we don't take a deep breath and just sit back and look at it, you know, because you know, as artists, you know we're always trying to create, and what can we do the next the next big move, and all yeah. this stuff and you're right it, it, we have to do that as artists, we have to take a breath and kind of sit back and, and pat ourselves on the back a little bit because it's a lot of hard work, you know and um and you're right that's and and that's a good question because sometimes I don't do it enough um but I'll be doing it today just taking that deep breath and going, "Wow, what could I do this month you know
0: nice, nice. Awesome. Glad, glad yeah. to hear that. That's good. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, this is a warning to iPhone users, even us android users can see when you mark a text message as liked disliked and whatever other options apple gives you beware of that before you too hastily mark a text as dislike i screenshotted someone doing that to me and sent it back to them asking what's this they played dumb and wrote back i don't know but i knew and it leaves a bad taste in the mouth of the person on the other end so if you don't want to risk a relationship especially one that can mean one or more potential opportunities for you, resist the temptation to mark a text with any kind of reaction. You never know when something that you think is minor could end up being the straw that broke the camel's back. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus.
1: That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus
2: Book contains four volumes and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at
0: www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Eileen, I should have asked you this before when we were talking about recording in Nashville. Do you record both there in California and in Nashville or is it actually all in Nashville? And I guess regardless of your answer, explain why that is
1: it's all in Nashville right now. I mean, it, it, all the recordings of the tracks were in Nashville and then that would all come to LA and then I would do the vocals over here. But currently my producer just moved from LA back to Nashville. Ah. So everything's done in Nashville now. Um, and it's good because, um, you know, you, you get prepared, you get, you get to the studio, you fly all the way from uh, LA to Nashville and you get to work and you're productive and it's, I don't know. It's just something about recording and singing in Nashville, Tennessee, because it's all about the music, you know, and you're you're very prepared for it, <laughs> you know, not that we, not, not to say that we don't do that in L.A., but it's a big difference. In, you know, to me, it's a little difference from recording from each one, you know?
0: And I think you just answered the follow-up question I was going to say, which is, well, why can't they do everything but the vocals in Nashville and you just record somewhere in L.A. and have the vocals sent out? But you just said there's something about being in Nashville.
1: Right, right. And besides, my producers out there, and we've been working together for, like, almost 15 years now. Wow. And so... um I don't think I'm gonna give him up yet. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I wanna give him up. <laughs> Put it that way. I don't. <laughs> no, we, we um we do pretty well as a team and um what you when you know, when if you have a good team and a good supportive team and every you know and you grow together too, you know. And um you just leave it alone because some things are not meant to change, you know.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and tell the listeners who your producer is.
1: My producer in Nashville, Tennessee is Travis Allen, childish, but mostly he goes by uh, Travis Allen, but you can connect with him through Nashville tracks. He's very good, and all the musicians that record um, on the albums are just amazing, so um, you can't go wrong with the musicians in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: And how, and how. Well, again, we will be talking about and playing another song of yours at the end of today's show, but... Right now, I want you to just talk about the music video for it. I mentioned back in the intro that it has gotten a lot of views on YouTube. I did watch the video, and I've got to say that as much as people know that staged, meaning not live music videos, are usually just the artist lip syncing to their track being played where the video is shot, you and your band members Mm -hmm. sure had me convinced that you were actually performing it then and there, but... Also, explain about the footage that was being projected on the walls behind you. It was shot in the
1: Glendale, California, in a studio, and all that. uh and my producer, no, my video producer was uh, Tanner. I can't pronounce his last name, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but um, he's fantastic. And that's all footage that he prepared, for, you know, for the video. You know, different shots and. Different places and and he all the movement and it was quite um um a te- technical thing that he had to do and but anyways that was shot and actually you know what um, when you get back to the lip singing I always sing with the with the track because it doesn't feel right if I'm just standing there op- opening my mouth and nothing coming out uh-huh. <laughs> so do the whole all all the videos I'm actually singing to my own track. And actually, you know, and people go, wow, she's singing. (laughs) It's like the whole video. But, you know, I just can't do that. You know, this lip sync, it just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) But um, and yeah, and we all got into it. And the guys were actually kind of playing, but they were playing, you know, you know, real light, you know, so it was kind of it was fun.
0: Yeah, the guitar player especially I was watching, there was a part where he had a solo and I sat there thinking, if he's not really playing, boy, he's doing a darn good job of pretending that he is because it sure looks to me like they're actually playing wherever this video is being shot. So congratulations, yeah. it's really well done. Everybody yeah. everybody really pulled yeah, it off. Sorry,
1: I didn't mean to cut you off. They they did their homework, you know. They had the tracks um about a week ahead of time. And they were playing action with it and learning those parts, you know. <laughs> So, um, to make it more real. And then actually, they were really playing, but they were playing soft. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that that came off good, because, yeah, you never know, because all of a sudden, the track goes by, and the guy's doing something else,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, you know, but it was a fun video. We really enjoyed it. We had a good time. And some of that, some of those shots were done without the band, you know, that was on the screen. They were done in Hollywood, you know, people came out and and did their little poses and things like that. and It was just a great great time. I had a good time doing it.
0: Let's go ahead and use this opportunity to let you tell the listeners who your band members are since we've kind of talked around them a little bit.
1: With the lead guitarist, John McDuffie. He's also my music director. He's been with me for, wow, probably uh, over 12 years. Wow. Uh, let's see. On the drums with Lynn... And on the, uh, base was Alexa. Um, and they've been with me in and out of, um, cause I have like a few different <laughs> backups here and there, but they've been with me. They've been with me for quite a while. So, um, they're just all a bunch of great guys. And, uh, And they were the correct ones for the video because they were a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) But when you do something like the two shows that you did last month in Nashville, I'm talking about the Sync Summit and then listeners, Eileen performed another show while she was there. Do you fly all those people out there or do you just sing and you have local players from Nashville as your band for those two nights?
1: My main guitar player comes with me. Uh, my music director. Also, I have another guitar player in Nashville that I've been working with for about 15 years too. So automatically, he's he's the acoustic one, and then my electric guitar player, lead guitar player, goes with me. And the drummer that I use this time, um, he was a new drummer, but he was fantastic. So um, most of the people, it's almost like I have like three sets of bands I have. One in L.A., I have a live one in Nashville, and then I have the recording um, uh, guys that come in. Okay. So, you know, each one's set for whatever, you know, um, for each performance. I see. So it's nice. But, yeah, I usually bring one, maybe if I have to bring two. But most of the time, um, I'm pretty blessed because, you know, I've been working with these guys for quite a long time. And I can mix and match and, and you know, <laughs> and
0: it, it all works. Well, and let's be honest; it's also cost-effective, but at the same time, yeah. it also allows them to be specialists in a particular area. And you also don't have to worry that if somebody's not available, that uh oh, what am I going to do? Because you've got, as you said, essentially three different bands.
1: Right, right, yeah, and and they're they're all, like I said, they're all great. You know, they're all professionals, and and um, and like I said, I'm pretty blessed because they've been together. I've been with all these people for quite a long time. And that's hard to do.
0: Especially
1: with band members, you know. (laughs) Um, Not easy, you know, because it's like a family.
0: Well, but the other side of it is they all know what their role is. They all know their place. They all know that you have three bands so that nobody has to be upset or wonder, why is this person doing this and not me? Because it's already pretty established. This is why I have each configuration for each application.
1: Yeah, and it all works, you know. Because you know you have studio musicians and they're really great you know and then you have your live bands and and each each one has is does a different thing has a technique of that style you know yep. sometimes a lot of the studio musicians can't play live they just don't feel comfortable playing live they mm. like to be in the studio Good and point. and when you're up there on stage and representing your song you need those special live uh players who are very unique and can go out there and sell that song
0: good good point good point i like it i'm joined today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from los angeles by singer eileen carey visit her official website at dot com. there will be a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net once you are on her website you'll see a whole bunch of content plus links to Eileen's social media, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is available on Spotify and even SoundCloud, both platforms, of course, where you can also hear this show. But the best way to support Eileen is to purchase downloads of her music from iTunes. There is a link to it from her website and a lot of music from her once you get over there. And of course, be sure to keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can go see Eileen perform live. I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode that PodCoin is no longer one of the many apps that you can still listen to this show through is Himalaya, which allows you to tip me. Since I'm a one-person operation doing this all on my own and having to take on all the expenses that go with doing a new episode every week for five and a half years, I do appreciate whatever support listeners can give if you feel I'm delivering you value. Consider tipping through Himalaya or become a part of the Patreon for this show, which you can get to through the orange support us on Patreon button at nhte.net or take no money out of your pocket at all and still give me some financial relief By clicking on the tall Amazon banner on NHTE.net, whenever you go to buy something from them, and they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at no extra cost to you. Even if you use their app and not their website, go to NHTE.net anyway and click on the tall Amazon banner, and it will open the Amazon app on your phone for you. Eileen, it looks like you'll be back at the Sync Summit again when it comes to Los Angeles in December. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes, I'll be back there um, meeting some new supervisors and producers and all that in LA. It's gonna be that's that's a fun one too. Um, yeah, you know, the more education I get, the better things can you know you know. I, I there's always room to grow. Let's put it that way.
0: But are you attending or are you performing at that one also?
1: I'm doing both. Yeah, attending wow. and performing.
0: Wow, that's terrific. Yeah. That's yeah. terrific. So, is it a case of once you once you perform at one, you can kind of count on being asked to come back again, or is it just no? That's not it. But I am (laughs) performing at both of them.
1: Right, right, right. That's here. You're right. The second one. Okay. (laughs) You have to. You have to submit if you want to, or not Ah, up to you. You know. Okay. Yeah. You. Um. They just don't. You know. But I like to do because there's. You know. Either way, even if I wasn't performing, I would go because there's a lot of great connections. You know, wherever you travel. I like to try the New York one too myself, you know, Ah. it's a different, it's a different crowd, you know, it's a different, um, every, every state has something different to offer,
0: you know? I would recommend that the listeners just Google Sync Summit Los Angeles. But Mm -hmm. what do you know about it in terms of, can just any musician walk into this thing, or do you need some kind of credential that maybe you apply for, or how do people get into this to begin with, not even to perform, but just to be able to attend?
1: Well, if you go online and 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 uh, Google their um, website, it'll uh-huh. tell you how to register and all that stuff. Because each each one is different, you know. Um, oh, okay. But but you have to pay for it. You have to pay to get to go there and register. But there's a lot of um, a lot of things to learn and a lot of contacts,
0: you okay. know, and a lot of networking,
1: okay. and that's what it's all about. You know, the more you network, the better. You know, absolutely. Because, um, if you just go online and search for things, you really you can find them. But if you go to network and really talk to the person one on one, it's a different um, communication, and you'll find out that you'll you might be the match for them because you how. never know when you go online. You know, it's that's like, right. That's right. I don't know if this is going to work. You know.
0: <laughs> well, we've talked about a lot of your live performances: the Sync Summit in Nashville, BB King names that you've opened up for you've even performed at the fabled whiskey a go-go in Hollywood are you at a point now where you can start to be fussy and only target certain venues and events that are part of an overall strategy or is it still a case of I've got to take whatever comes my way within reason of course
1: (laughs) um I'm I'm probably just being a little more picky now but, you know, I like to do both. I like to um, open up for at different acts and, and, and be on bigger venues. But also, too, when I was in Nashville, I played in this smaller uh, um, place called the Slider House. And it's just, you know, an average bar and grill. And it was cute. It was fun. Had all kinds of people. I was in the center of the college town. Met a lot of people of different ages. All You know, and it was that's nice, too. You know, I mean. And I do a lot of fairs and festivals, and and that's nice too because I meet people from all over the world. So it just, I kind of, I am a little picky, but I'm also um, real about it too. You know, <laughs> you know, you can't be too picky. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can be picky, but not too picky. You know, you you. Um, and then, but it's uh, you as an artist know where you belong. You know, as you've, it depends what you're doing out there. I mean, I mean, I like to open up for a big crowd too, but I also like to have the intimate crowd. So, I think it's it, it's up to the, each artist what they really where they want to go. Yeah,
0: you know? I get it. I get it. So,
1: you know, if you're a singer songwriter and you do a lot of um, singer songwriter events, you know, and that's that's where you feel comfortable and 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 you feel that that's where you belong and that's what you should do. You know.
0: Well, and I like that you said you have to determine if it's a fit for you or not, because I think so many people think that, well, we're told that we can't pass up opportunities because what if it was something that would have been really helpful, which is understandable up until a point. And listeners, Mm -hmm. on NHTE.net, if you click into the blog section, I recently wrote a blog called It's Okay to Say No, because sometimes it just isn't a fit and you're just doing it because you think you have to and you don't. So you can be a little fussy, especially if it's not a fit for you at all.
1: Right. Right. And you know, I mean, and it's true. I mean, you know, in this industry, not everybody could be a star, you know what I mean? But you have to find where you belong at. You know, if, if you, if you end up, if you like doing music and you just want to be a producer, you want to be working in the entertainment business, but just want to be a peer person, or if you want to be uh, an artist and, um, you're a songwriter you want to write more songs and you perform. I mean, there's always spots, or you want to be a tribute band. And that's great, too. You know, you yep. just have to figure out where you want to go. Yeah, you well know? said. And then once you find that path, go with it, you know?
0: Absolutely. Because
1: that's, where all, that's when it all happens. It's yeah. when you're all over the map, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well said.
0: Well said. (laughs) Listeners, this is the last episode that's being released before my trip to Las Vegas, where I will be doing a speaking engagement on October 7. You've been hearing me the last couple episodes talking about the Access Vegas newsletter. I went into my email inbox yesterday and was reading their latest edition. And wow, how about that for premium newsletter subscribers, they actually had a spreadsheet you can download that listed tons and tons of places in Vegas and what their current deals are in terms of, say, happy hour specials, drink specials, even deals on breakfast at some places. I also saw something in there about a new show that's debuting in Vegas, get this, at the very hotel that I'll be staying at, so needless to say I'm going to be well informed when I go there. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo and then put in the code Bruce at sign up so that you'll get $5 off your subscription and then you'll get it in your email too just like I do and you can get all kinds of great tips which by the way don't require coupons and stuff like that to take advantage of all these great savings that they'll tell you about. So again, go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo and put in the code Bruce to get $5 off your subscription to their newsletter. Eileen, we're in the home stretch here, but I do want to give you a chance to let the listeners know about your blog that you're still doing. We talked about this when you were on episode 154, but more than two and a half years later, that's still active. Tell the listeners what I'm referring to.
1: Oh, it's called The Music Mom. And The Music Mom is all about moms having a career in the music business, and giving tips on how you are a mom and raising children and still be, be able to be in the music industry and giving tips and how you you how you work your life in a career. And also dads too. They they do the same thing. So and we have different articles up there. We also have um I think it's on Facebook that was just put on about a month ago about open sessions. You know, people just, you know, give their opinions and give their tips and, you know, it's just a fun blog and um, we're just getting into it and, and building it more and more. And uh, it's just the way of life. You know, you have a career and, and what can you do to help, help us along, you know, <laughs> um, raising children and, and, and doing what you love at the same time.
0: Okay, so then, just like before, when I had you tell the listeners who the band members were, obviously that implies that you're a mom, so tell the listeners how many how many children you have and what their names are.
1: I have two children, and they're both girls, and Julie and Jennifer, so they're older now um. And um, so they're pretty much on their way. But still, you know, once you have a child, it doesn't end. <laughs> and it's always you, you always need advice no matter what age they are.
0: Well, not to mention that you've said a couple times you've referred to different people and say, oh, gosh, he's been with me for 12 years. He's been with me for 15 years. So the girls might be older right now, but 12 and 15 years ago, they were younger. And so you were being a music mom.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, and so I give my tips too, but I'm always interested in them and no matter how old the moms are, you know, from, from could be 18 all the way up, um, giving advice because each one goes through a different situation, you mm. know, and, and, uh and it's not easy having children nowadays because there's so much going on, but you, you know, you figure it out and, you, and having a little, Let me give you a little advice doesn't hurt either at the same time.
0: And how, and how. Well, we're going to close today with your latest song, Meet Me Halfway. We've heard about how well it is charted. We heard about the music video for it. But now tell the listeners all about the song itself before we play it.
1: Okay, Meet Me Halfway. (laughs) We all have this problem, and I'm very guilty, too you know, social media, we get hooked on social media and and we get hooked on our phones and sometimes we get it too attached to our head. <laughs> so this gives us a reminder a little bit, you know, there's other things besides our phones and, and social media and internet and sometimes we just have to put it down for a few minutes and kind of take a breath and then, then restart again. So it just kind of gives you, uh, be aware, you know, sometimes I think this all started when I was sitting at uh, a stoplight <laughs> you know a stoplight and somebody was walking in the crosswalk and they weren't paying attention. They were they had uh, their phone and they were texting and texting and texting and texting. it's like, well, wake up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we all do that. You know, I'm, I'm guilty as I'm, you know, I, I'm, I belong in that crowd too, you know, <laughs> but it just kind of gives you an awareness, you know, and it's not, you know, it doesn't put anybody down. It's fun, you know, and it kind of says, wake up.
0: <laughs> but so <laughs> well, whose perspective is it being told from, because I'm, I'm focusing on the title meet me halfway. So who is, the speaker in, in the song? Because it sounds like the audience is anybody, but from whose point of view is that being said, Meet Me Halfway?
1: I think it's in general cross. You know, if we meet each other halfway in the middle on anything, uh, okay, things will go, it will go a lot smoother. You know what okay. I mean? If you will just take your phone off your head until you make that crosswalk, <laughs> well, you'll be safe and i'll be safe <laughs> you know what i mean i mean um and and the social media thing sometimes you know we're so involved with our internet and talking to people on social media that we forget that we to communicate one on one you know
0: yeah yeah um,
1: it's we forget that sometimes we, we just get so involved, you know? So it just kind of makes you be a little aware of what's, of your surroundings.
0: Yeah. And I didn't know, getting back to the idea of a music mom, I didn't know if maybe the song was meant for a mom talking to their son or daughter about, Hey, look, meet me halfway, put the phone down long enough to listen to what I'm saying. But you're, you're saying that it's really relatable to anybody, whether you're a parent, whether you're single, whether you're young, whether you're old, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point. I mean, that's great, you know, because you know we see the kids, the, you know, they're worse, probably worse than they are now.
2: <laughs>
1: but, um, we see it all the time, you know, and and you do. One night, one day, I was at the airport, and all the, uh, there was a mom and, and four kids, and they were in the circle sitting on the floor waiting for the airplane, and they were all texting or they were all on wow. the phone, and nobody took a breath to look up to see wow. if their flight left yet. <laughs> so, <Wow.
2: laughs>
1: so you know we we do that. So, yeah. and I, just by watching people, um, that's where I got the idea and said, wow, we all need to wake up. So, okay. it, it, we do, you know, because we get attached to it, yeah. you know, it's the way it is.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on all the success. Again, it's been a terrific 2019 for you, and all the best for the new song that you're going to release at the end of October. Listeners, be on the lookout for that. And it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you, Eileen.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer Eileen Carey. Do visit her official website at eileencarry.com, which I will put a link to on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Be sure to engage with her on social media too, meaning like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music, I now hear this entertainment. And again, her music is streaming on Spotify and it's on SoundCloud too, so you can follow and listen on one or both of those. But do purchase downloads of Eileen's singles and her albums on iTunes. Don't forget her blog site as well, which is themusicmom.com. And as you heard her say, she will have new music coming soon. So keep up with her online so that she can be among the first to find out when that gets released. A reminder to those who listen to Now Hear This Entertainment through the Himalaya app that you can show your appreciation for this show, for my efforts, by tipping on there. Look for the little dollar sign symbol on the show page there or within a specific episode that you click into. If you listen to NHTE elsewhere, do please consider helping me out through the Patreon for this show. There's an orange support us on Patreon button at nhte.net. If you enjoy what I do, this is my art. These episodes each week are my new releases. So if you get entertainment from my show and or education from me and my guests, I'd be grateful for your contribution through Patreon. Or simply do the shopping that you already do through Amazon by starting with clicking the tall Amazon banner at nhte.net to be taken over there and let Amazon kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at no extra cost to you. Either way, it all helps with the many expenses I have that I would love your help in trying to cover. For now, that will do it for episode 295. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Eileen Carey. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Meet Me Halfway.